Good morning. It's good to have Father Matthias back, isn't it? Yeah, amen. I think he's going to start preaching maybe next week or the week after that, right? So right now you're stuck with me. Um, for those of you, I'm not, I, for those of you who don't know me, I am not Miguel. Um, I'm his father, Ryan. I, I was here with you guys last week uh, for this Mass. I'm the administrator right now up at St. Mary Magdalene. Um, so I am here with you. I, it's awesome to be here. Um, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret about myself, because I know you don't know me that well. And the secret is this. I'm not very smart. I'm, no, I'm serious. I'm not. And um, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose a problem, okay? I know enough about myself to know that there's not any problem that I can't make worse, okay? <laughs> I am going to pose to you a problem, and I really don't have a solution for. I'm like an employer's or a manager's worst nightmare, okay? The problem is this, and it's something that happened like two or three years ago, but because of COVID and the coronavirus, we kind of stopped talking about it. But today, on the feast day of the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I think it is important to bring it back up. Do you remember two or three years ago when the Pew Research Center polled Catholics and they asked us if we really believed in the real presence of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist at every Mass. Does anybody remember the results of that survey? No, I hear some gasps, right? 25%. 25% of us, of our people, actually believe the central teaching of the Catholic Church. That every time you and I gather in faith, every time you and I gather around this altar, around this table, to celebrate the sacrifice, only 25% of us actually believe what it is we celebrate. Only 25% of us actually believe what Jesus says in the gospel this morning. That's a problem. It's a problem that I don't have a solution for. There are some practical things, yes, that us priests and teachers and catechists could probably do better, but I think that's only a small part of the solution. The other thing, you know, I, I prayed a, I've prayed a lot into this because, that, you know, that happened, that, that research poll happened probably three years ago, I want to say 2018, 2019, and then 2020 hit. And you know what happened. We were, we were shut down forever, so it seems. The churches even locked their doors. And the reaction from the people, it, it kind of surprised me in a, in a way that there, there was just a lot of anger and frustration because the church locked her doors. And that's a, that's a whole other conversation. But what I've been praying into with this with this coronavirus and, and, and being shut down and not having the access to the sacraments like we normally would have or like we do right now, thanks be to God. The question is this, what was and what is the Lord doing? Because I really believe he was and is doing something back in 2020 and even now in 2021. And what do I mean by that? 
Well, only 25% of us believe that what it is the church teaches, only 25% of us believe that Jesus is really truly present in his body and in, in the Eucharist, um, his body and blood. Well, then we got shut down. Maybe the Lord was trying to instill in us or renew in us that hunger, that hunger for Jesus Christ, that hunger for his body and his blood. Brothers and sisters, what an exciting time to be Catholic in Brighton, Michigan. What an exciting time to be Catholic in Livingston County. Because you know what? There is a solution to this problem, and it's you. It is every single one of you who are gathered here right now, who are gathered here in faith. The solution to this problem is your faith. It's your witness. It's your belief that Jesus is who he says he is. Today's readings are beautiful because they really show us that everything we read in the Old Testament points to Jesus Christ. Think about what Moses did. It's really bizarre and really odd. If I were to come up here and cut up a bunch of animals and then take pictures of blood and sprinkle it on all of you, I would probably get arrested. Right? I would probably, if not that, you would think I was really, really weird, right? But here's the thing, all of that points to Christ in this way. You have to keep in mind that for those Israelites, the blood of the animal was the life of the animal. That's why they were forbidden from eating flesh with the blood. They had to stay away from the blood. So here's Moses sprinkling blood on all of these people. Why? Because there's an exchange taking place. There's an exchange of life taking place. The divine life is being exchanged, being offered to the people in return for their offering of, their, of, their, of themselves to God. What does that foreshadow? The person of Christ himself. God becoming one of us so that you and I can become like him so that we can partake in his divine nature as his adopted sons and daughters. St. Irenaeus calls that the great exchange. God becoming one of us so we can become like God. So that we can become like God. But here's the thing, my brothers and sisters. Do we believe this? That's the question. Do you and I believe this? The Jesus in, in John chapter 6, you know the story, right after the feeding of the 5,000, what happens? He says to his, to his disciples and to those who were there, those who were fed, and to those who were curious, he says, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life within you. And the problem we face today was the same back then. A lot of those people scoffed and left. They couldn't take the teaching. They didn't understand. But Jesus didn't back down. Rather, he doubled down. And he said, no, I'm serious. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life within you. Can you not handle this? What does Peter say? Where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And that's the whole point. That's who Jesus is. He is the word. And his words transform reality. Reality is transformed every time you and I gather, uh, day in, day out, week in and week in, week out, here around this table. 
As Jesus' words are proclaimed over bread and wine, it is really and truly changed into his body and blood. Brothers and sisters, you're the solution. You're the solution to this problem. Because by your faith, by your belief, by your witness to what it is we believe, when you walk out these doors, you are the church, you are the evangelizers. So as we pray today, as we pray into this Mass, as we pray on this solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let's be selfish in our prayer and let's pray for greater faith so that we can be those believers, we can be those witnesses, we can be those evangelizers to bring people back into the fold of the faith. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen.